Attention, members of the resistance. We're going to talk about episode three of Man in the High Castle. We're going to take the box. We're going to put everything in the box and throw that box aside. And more. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up and welcome to the Man in the High Castle After Show. We're talking about episode three, The Box. Welcome to part of, we're part of the resistance, yes? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so and you are too, you're watching, listening. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Carrie Lane. I'm joined by my full panel this week. Yay! That's right. Welcome our additional <laughs> panelists. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. My name is Belle Blankenship. And I am Rachel Goodman, and I am very happy to be here as well and discuss not only Man in the High Castle, but the Radio Resistance. Yes! (laughs) Uh, So what we're also going to talk about, we're going to break down the episode, and then we Mm -hmm. also have uh, news, and then we also have our special segment where we talk about what's really real within the show. All All right, right. um, Belson's first up for this week. Uh, What did you think (laughs) of episode three, The Box? Wow. It was so good. I mean, there's constantly the show you're questioning every single character, what their motives are, um, you know, if they're going to turn, if they're going to stay. And I do think the opening was fantastic where you have Helen, you know, is like going back to the Reich. So kind of the question is, and one thing I kind of noticed is every time she has her hair up, like in a bun, I feel like She's either putting on some kind of front or mm. she's having to make some kind of sacrifice. And I really feel like she's, I, I think she's, she's scheming something. Because I feel like okay. Hank would have been a little more, you know, like, don't go if, you know, if he did think <laughs> she was going to <Okay>. stay. <laughs> fair, yeah. fair. What do you think? Rachel, what do you think? <laughs> I'm very excited to discuss um, episode three. I think one of my favorite scenes we're going to save for four, but in this episode, I especially loved what they were doing with the alternate reality, um, mm. especially with Juliana, and especially the a little bit more context mm-hmm. we got on John, on alternate John yes. Smith, R.I.P. Right. <laughs> I almost feel bad for him, uh, kind of. I it's know. complicated. It's tough. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as you said, Belle, we start mm-hmm. with Helen coming into the we in Montana, and I was like, oh, she's going back. No. I know. But it's for her daughters, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was like, more power to her of like, no, I'm sorry, I gotta survive myself, yeah. but... She couldn't leave them behind after Jennifer's phone call. Like, I can't do this. So sad. (laughs) My big thing is, and we kind of get to this a little bit later, where she tells Jennifer, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you Mm out of here eventually, but just eventually, wait for it. I will help you." My thing is, I think that she has realized that she is not going to be much help to number one her daughters, but number one, what Mm -hmm. she is starting to realize is her true cause. Which is the um, the the way that she knew America was before this, mm. and the way that she yeah. knew the world was before this, and so I think that for Helen, it's a matter of knowing that she needs to go in and one protect her family, but mm-hmm. two that she's going to have the best chance of um, starting some kind of revolution, but in a different kind of way without okay. causing a ruckus. Yeah. I think that she's going to try to make changes, but she knows that she needs to make silent changes from within the system. Oh, I like it. That's a good theory, yeah. I don't, I don't think, knowing what she knows, she could really mm-hmm. sit by and let it happen. Right. Exactly. I think she's like, which we see towards the end of episode two, 
And, yes. Which we'll talk about in another episode. Yeah. So check that one out. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, I don't think she's going to be... She cannot stand on the sidelines yeah. and do nothing. And the thing with Helen and John, both of them, is that they, unlike the children, they come from a world where they know better. They know what things were like before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like now... Helen pushed all of that away for a long time, and mm-hmm. she can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she yeah. is a good person. No, so right. she just can't be. She can't be what the Reich wants her to yeah. be. I oh, just wonder yeah, if no. like she's going to co. Like my big thing, because Amy seems so comfortable in the Reich. You know, she she loves Ooh. it. She eats it up, and I'm not a huge fan. But I've I'm wondering if you know, there's maybe if Helen will either try to kind of get Jennifer out of there, just because Jennifer is. I mean, she's kind of a threats because she keeps doing all you know playing the music Mm -hmm. that's not legal and or if you know Helen is just going to kind of silently kind of have her own way of resisting and sticking around so because I don't even know if John would allow her to just take Jennifer or not um I don't know what do you think I was under the impression the way that Himmler was treating the children that they were grooming them because they Mm -hmm. believed in the children as being part of the Nazi regime but did not especially care for the parents anymore. Yeah. So I got the impression that they were going to take them away. Um, Himmler oh. doesn't know what mm-hmm. Jennifer has done yet in terms of the music mm-hmm. or the influence. So they're probably going to try and take them in and basically resituate them Maybe. into a different living situation. I think Helen's still going to be involved because she has, uh, as you said, the mm-hmm. um, warns Jennifer. She will. You know, like, you can't mm-hmm. do this, but I will help you if one of those. Be patient. There yeah. has to be yeah. the right time and place. And then, yes, we learned the Fuhrer is going to be coming to dinner. You know, it's interesting, and we know later it doesn't go well, but poor <laughs> Helen, she thinks, oh, Marguerite, yeah. I like her, and I want to... It makes it sound like she likes her, but that doesn't <laughs> go land, as we learn later. But what do you yeah. all think of that, of like, oh, yes, John, no, I'm staying, I'm going to hang out, yeah. I'm going to be part of this, um... It'll be fine. I loved the line about, John, you need an ally more than you realize. You may not have me as your wife anymore, but you need help. And I think that's part of it is Mm -hmm. that John Smith might not even realize just how far he has fallen. They're going to have a, quote, frank conversation. (laughs) I I like that. Hey, uh, R.I.P. Frank, too. Our, I was oh, like, that was another character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> also, yeah. I like that they finally talked about their relationship, and they're like, "Well, why pretend that like yes. our marriage?" And at him, fair enough too. Going, mm-hmm. hey, you're not the only one because they did used to. They were like yeah. my team, and I was excited <laughs> for them. And then he, yep. is <laughs> being dumb. And yes, he will be the yeah. ally. And what matters is their children. So yes, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm also wondering if, well, one thing that I do kind of like in both universes Mm -hmm. is although John omits so much, Mm -hmm. they do kind of, because remember, I I don't know, I might have been uh, episode one or two where in the alt world, Helen's like, oh yeah, you know, we have this kind of pact that we never, you're like, we always tell the truth to each other. And even in this world, although it's a little more tense, you know, even when, John confronts her and just says, all right, like, let's just, let's get it all out there. And, you know, then she makes the ally comment. I do kind of like that parallel between both worlds. So it is something that's still important to both of them. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting theme that uh, came up. Yeah, we will not lie, Mm -hmm. which I think is the only reason they could continue to work together (laughs) after all of this. 
Uh, was there mm-hmm. anything else with Helen that stood out to you? I have things to say about John. Also. Oh, okay. We're all <laughs> so, oh, we'll, we'll use our Alt John to transition to Juliana and Alt John. Yes. So we have our uh, Juliana mm-hmm. is what kind of bridges us to our Alt John. She's Find she has this book, The Wei Chi, of before completion, mm-hmm. and learns that Thomas wants to join the Marines, go fight the Reds, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like, "Are you really sure this is yeah. what you should be doing?" And everyone thinks something is worth dying and killing for, mm-hmm. which semi jumping ahead, but it helps with the transition, which cuts mm-hmm. to the BCR, which I like that things are worth fighting and killing yes. for. BCR is what what they're doing is worth it. Mm-hmm. But that leads us later to our conversation with Juliana and Alt John, where she says, "Like, hey, uh, those things you can't tell them, you mm-hmm. should, because then if Thomas actually knew what it's like, yeah. then it won't be this glorified idea to him." What right. do you th- so then, uh, what do you think of that conversation with Juliana and John? But what stood out to me, and this is kind of what I wanted to say about John, mm-hmm. is that when she asked him. You know, hey, like, what would you tell a guy who believes he's all powerful? Mm -hmm. John's answer was, it didn't, for me, Mm -hmm. if I had stayed in that line of work, it just would have continually and progressively gotten to my head. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of this book I had read called Ordinary Men by Christopher Browning. And it's this idea that good people can go off and fight and mm-hmm. you can regular people can turn into monsters mm, and it's yeah. a it's like it's not to say that they are bad people it's just that their environments condition them Absolutely. to turn into this and that it doesn't go from a to z instantly it's a progression of steps and so with john right. i think that that was the key that juliana needed to hear is that he is still a good guy deep down um yeah. i think she still obviously has the goal to go and kill him because she feels like that's what's not mm-hmm. completed yet but I feel like that's what her resolution is going to be at some point is that it's that's what's finally going to click is it's all going to come back to what Alt mm-hmm. John told her. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, cuz then we see the how she gets to that point she meditates again sees right. Tagomi sort of <laughs> yeah. sort of into <laughs> <I> John <laughs> and then that's how she meets him and everything yeah. and then yes how do you beat someone who has that much power in the fact that he's just a man and yes. I love I love that line. <laughs> I love that, that Alt perfect. John pointed that out. Like no yeah. it's just a a human being, it's, you know, you think yeah. they have power. But, you know, if you're alone in a room with somebody, they have, they're just a person. Right. You know, so we just, the question is how close she, can she yeah. get to him at this point? And I do wonder, especially in the alt world, if Thomas is going to go through with the fighting. And I feel like if he does, I feel like he, he might die. So kind of, you know, and reflecting you know, what already happened to him mm-hmm. <laughs> in Nazi world. So I will be interested to kind of, you know, to see if he does end up going through with it or, you know, how that kind of uh, storyline mm-hmm. plays out for sure, too. <laughs> you made me write down a prediction, yeah. which stay tuned for our predictions. I know this is a binge show, so please, no spoilers. Yes. We're only covering one at a time. Thank you for your patience with that. And speaking mm-hmm. of that, uh, for everybody watching us live, thank you so much for watching us live. And if you're watching hey. later, still awesome. Please comment down below your thoughts on the episode. And mm-hmm. if you are just joining us on this one, we have coverage of episodes one and two, and then we'll be going through all of them so it's all awesome right. if you're listening thumbs up well thumbs up on the YouTube and they're listening to <laughs> iTunes yes five stars um, so then yes poor John all yeah. John the assassin Aww. tries to kill Juliana I liked 
a, and a weird thing, but I, it was a small detail. I like that even though she had the plastic bag, she tried to poke out the area where oh, her so mouth smart. was. Because it's it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. and I'm glad that they addressed that. Like, yeah. she's attempting to survive. And here's the thing too: is that Juliana, the Juliana Crane from this world, mm-hmm. obviously would not have known how to do that. Oh no, she not would at all. not have yeah. known how to load a gun. Yeah, to see right. if they were mm-hmm. to check it. And so she is someone who she's a survivalist. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. the whole thing: is that I didn't, I wasn't worried for her. I thought she was going to get out of it. Um, I do yeah. feel bad for John. Oh <laughs> yeah, at least he kind of died quick, and he does yeah. seem like a good man. That he's like, no, go, like, don't right. let his yeah. sacrifice be in vain. And then right. Campbell reaction when he saw John. He's like, oh, I That conversation was so funny. So, Anyways. so funny. So John stops him. He's killed. And I yeah. immediately, which we do know later, um, yep. I was like, oh, John can cross now. Right. So immediately it was like, that can happen. Yep. This goes into prediction territory, but we know it. So I'm just yes. going to say my notes yep. here. I literally said, uh, She's leaving, going to get followed. Yep. And then dot, 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 in all caps, guess who's coming to town? John 2.0. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not getting ahead of ourselves, but exactly my yeah. two John can cross now. We're good. Because then it's like, oh, we knew exactly that that was how it was going to go down and like... Okay, I know yeah. I said no spoilers, but we did watch we, one and two. But, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> so, true. yes. I do, um, that kind of wraps up Juliana mm-hmm. on the run. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I was like, that's where we leave her. Because that's mm-hmm. later. Yes, that's the next bit. All right. Um, the only other thing with Juliana that I did like, we get to see a little bit more of Russ. And I yes. I think I trust my hair more now. Yeah, me too. I, I was a little like, skeptical. Yeah. For me, I feel like Russ just seems like a good guy. But he's really just, there's not no depth really to him. Um, in my opinion, I just feel like I he's kind of, you. you know, like I feel like he's there just to serve a purpose. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, he kind of gives her the gun, which she needs for yeah. survival. So I feel like he's literally just there for kind of just he's, to kind of help her along the way. So he's kind of like the red shirt. We all know he's oh. probably going to die, <laughs> um, but he is kind of there to move the plot along. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like we need him. If we yes. didn't have him, then there would be certain things yeah. missing yeah. that Juliana yeah. couldn't do. So, well, I like that he helps her and trusts her and goes, I like you yeah. mysteries and all. And he's like, okay. And we also learned, yeah. like, that's how the um, Juliana is okay. Is She didn't die in that car accident the way her she right. did in this world. So I'm like, oh, interesting. Alright, um, anything else with Juliana and John, Helen, moving on to the West Coast? So. Yeah. Yes. Alright, now we're taking a plane going over the West Coast. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> Um, we get Keto with General Yamori, and he's mm. Keto is still looking into things. I knew it. I'm like, no, yep. it's been framed. <laughs> we don't know exactly yeah. what it is just yet. Yeah, but and it was yeah. so obvious that Yamori oh, yeah. wanted mm-hmm. to just brush it under the rug because they were involved. Oh yeah, dun dun. <laughs> yeah, you're like really, but go. Right. Keto. This is where okay, Keto's a complicated character. Yeah. I think this is where we kind of do are rooting for him because yes. he is trying to get to the truth, regardless of what side that truth is on. Yes. You know, like yeah. he's... In this yeah. moment, he's not having malicious intent. Right. Yeah. Per se. Right. So, um, with Keto, luckily, things... This is one of those that you go, does fate have... Is fate for real? Mm-hmm. Or does something intervene on his behalf? Because we mm-hmm. learned circumstances... A circumstance... A sequence of events... <laughs> yeah. Makes it so he doesn't die. What yeah. did you think of that? Because... 
We learn, so his son, poor Toru. Man, oh, no. Toru. Can I say that something? That so sad. Yeah. While we're talking about Toru, I, yeah. every time we hear his PTSD acting up, for lack of a better mm-hmm. terminology there, oh, every yeah. time we hear it, I almost hear, like, you know when Juliana travels through dimensions? Oh, uh-huh. It almost sounds mm. the same way with him. Ooh. And so I'm suspecting, like, this oh. is kind of prediction, but I'm almost <laughs> suspecting that there's something more involved there okay. than what with we're hearing. Him. But I, yeah, it's it's very heartbreaking to watch him. Yeah, I think for, the problem with Keto, is, yeah, because he is one of those you love and you hate at every single second. But for him, I think the problem is he always puts duty over conscience. And Mm -hmm. I think, obviously, you know, that's why he has now disowned his son. And I'm just wondering, you know, especially if, you know, his suspicions are true and, you know, Yamori did end up, um, you know, killing Tagomi. If, like, what is it going to take for him to kind of put his duty aside and really just do what's right? And now that, you know, if that does happen, you know, would he... Except his son again. That whole thing is so it's tough. I don't. <laughs> My thing is, his yeah. son missed an interview. Mm-hmm. Missed, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, killed a yakuza boss. But what? Oh, what yeah. did well, an employee? It, yeah, but like but what, yeah, someone who works with the yakuza. yakuza it's not a yeah. good thing. But yes. but what really did it? It wasn't either of these things. Kiddo was willing to kind of brush those things under the rug. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was only when um, Toru said, you were never there for my family. Mm. Yep. That is when Kiddo snapped and pushed yep. him out of the glass. Oh, yep. That one yeah. remark. Yep. It's like he knows, it's kind of like he just doesn't want to admit it. And so oh, he just yeah. kind of, you know, so he's really yeah. just, I think that's why he just kind of, his excuse for everything is just duty. And if, you know, I feel like, Again, like, duty triumphs over everything well, else. So. where is that duty placed? Because, <laughs> yes. as Saru says, what right. about the duty to your, to your family? family. Uh, yeah. So that is the, yeah, you know, he... I like that. I did like mm-hmm. that Toru and Kido had the moment though, where Toru was yeah. able to open up about his experiences, his memories, and essentially, yeah, I don't, yeah. it's one of those. Pretty sure they're not calling it PTSD because yeah. they're like, "No, you're a war hero. It's great. It's fine." Yeah. Uh, or just put that, you know, push it aside. Mm-hmm. And he said that we are puppets, and he's like, uh, "Toru yeah. says we're puppets, and that we don't really have essentially a free will." Uh, and that's with a, yeah, you're not my son, which right. I think he's going to regret it later. I do too. But <laughs> Kido's going to so regret sad. it. But it's still technically a little bit in line with the current Japanese aesthetic in terms mm-hmm. of you are more about the community and less about the self. And it's yeah. one of those extremes are bad in terms of like here we'd be far more about the individual and there they're far more about the community. Mm-hmm. And in both of those extremes, you could have negative consequences. So it needs yeah. to be kind of that. Yeah, medium. he just doesn't have a good balance. So you're right. No. He may have duty to his job that is fantastic, it. but yeah, he cannot balance his duty to yeah. any other aspect of his life. So, yeah, I think it's gonna have to take him just sacrificing some kind of duty to do the right thing. And I really, really hope that by the end of the show, we end up loving Keto like once and mm-hmm. for all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, he's the only one. Like you know, certain characters, even John Smith. I feel like yeah. he has more likely. To me, he will more likely go through that arc of, okay, we can get behind this man. Mm-hmm. More likely than Keto. I feel like Keto's oh. going to take a darker turn. Okay. Oh, interesting. interesting. Okay. We'll, we'll hold see. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do get Keto 
he talks, he finds out that the resistance is going down. So, I mean, that's the last bit of hit where he, Ijima comes to him and says, hey, mm-hmm. here's that report. Here's the information. Then Keto pieces together. Wait, uh, you know, it's it, the resistance are the caterers puts it together. So pause on that because now yeah. we'll talk about the resistance. Yay. But was there anything else on Keto? No, just in this mm-hmm. one. Um, well, Ajima, just in the fact that, um, yeah, because I don't think that they oh, had... that's the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it was just, yeah, it was just yep. a sketch. Okay. Pinch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shows, I tell you. Uh, All right, so speaking of the resistance, we get to Wyatt, Kent, and Pablo of them. That was the title of the episode, Goes in the Box, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Sleep also deals with that, put that in the box. Ah, yes. Okay. So it's an interesting idea of when you are dealing with something that is so horrific, such Mm -hmm. as you're essentially going to be murdering people, even if you hate those people, even though those people are your oppressors, you're still murdering a human being. Mm -hmm. But, as Wyatt says, you know what, when we're doing situations like this, I have a box, this day goes in the box, go Mm -hmm. away. But then uh, one of the gentlemen in the back who doesn't live is like, what happens when that box gets full? And you're like, oh. (laughs) Get another box. (laughs) Just keep building. Yes. So I Mm -hmm. felt so tense this entire auction bit. What about you both? Yeah. It's just like, I feel like we all knew it was not going to be seamless. And of course it wasn't. Um, but I real I just love Belle. Um, not only because she shares yes. my name, but <laughs> she is a badass. And yes. um, and I don't know if you're gonna say anything about this in your special segment, but I loved the the poem. Yes, okay, so you'll yeah. bring that up. Yeah. So I thought that was a yeah. fantastic kind of background the that poem, she did. If we yes. must die by Claude McKay. Yes, uh, I actually yeah. have it up. I'm going to. It's really short. So during the segment, I'll read about it. Okay, nice. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that yeah. kind of um, with Wyatt them kind of le- leads us into the next moment where we yeah. kind of, after Juliana saying what is worth dying and killing for, that cuts right to the BCR and Belle and mm-hmm. her starting that speech, If We Must Die, yeah. which is like the best kind of little pep oh, talk thing. Really uh, to, to I mean, that sounds like it's minimizing, but not really. But in mm-hmm. terms of it's just a good thing to tell everybody who's going into this battle because yeah. you can't go in with doubts. That's going to kick you yeah. killed. Yeah. And it's too bad that the other people didn't get their powwow right. of like, hey, <laughs> let's yeah. confer before we go in and, you know, mm-hmm. boost yeah. the morale. I was, I knew it was not going to go over well. Yeah. Uh, I was most worried for Robert mm. um, because I assumed yeah. he was going to get caught in the crossfire. And yeah. Yes. Or <laughs> that, He's the other weird one I'm rooting yeah. for. Oh, I said weird I just because he's kind of on the back <laughs> I, which we'll He's talk about kind him. of. I feel like he goes wherever is going to save He's his skin. He's mercurial, yes. which is our vocab oh. word in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think with Robert, the the thing with Robert, I feel like I was he like, might pause on Robert. Oh, oh okay, we'll go back to because we're almost at him because he's <laughs> oh, God, great okay. when we see him later. Um, yes, okay. But with <clears throat> Bell and them, mm-hmm. the butcher and. Keto's not there is when they're knowing it or figuring out that Keto's not yeah. there and they still go through. Because all things considered, he's local. That It's the other people that need to die more mm-hmm. um, specifically. They Yes, yeah. like really General yeah. Masuda is the dude who they needed yeah. to get without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Like that was the dude. And then the Shimura and Nagasaki. So we yeah. get those. Yeah. And then that getting ready, tasting the food, but it's fine. Food's yeah. not the problem. <laughs> right. Oh, you're like, no, it is not in the food. And that's the um, second time they've they addressed that too. Yeah. That was yeah. the I think it was episode um two. Yes. Same situation. Taste mm-hmm. it. We're not eating it until you do. Yeah. 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 Like, and nope, it's fine. Just the attitude from Wade. Like fine. It's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really that's, that's all you're okay. with attitude. <laughs> oh and that yeah. auction. Uh 
man, how cool. Why? So, yeah, they go in. Should mm-hmm. they abort or not? I like yeah. that Belle stuck around. Mad uh, props to her for sticking out. Me too. That's like, the thing that's what I love them. about her is that. Like, when she has her mindset on something, she will see it to completion. Even yeah. though, like, everyone else was like, we gotta get out of here. Like, and the fact, you know, she kills the general once and for all. It's oh, just, that was great. Oh, she's that so shot, awesome. That was so great. Probably yeah. my favorite shot of Beautiful. between the two episodes that we watched this week. Yeah. yeah. And I mm. like, because it, it shows how dedicated she is because she knows yeah. if they only kind of half ass this. Mm hmm. It'll be all essentially a waste of their time if they only yeah. get a little bit. It's like they need to finish the job, right. even if it's going south. And that's the whole thing is it goes back to the poem, If We Must Die. Mm-hmm. She is not – she doesn't care. I mean, she does care if she lives or dies, but she's not yeah. banking on the fact that she's going to survive anything. Yeah. And so right. she knows, I came here to do this. And it yeah. isn't just for me. It's yeah. for going back to community. It is for the future of people mm-hmm. who she they don't want people to have to suffer and deal mm-hmm. with this anymore. I wonder if we're going to get any more of her backstory because she is just like she is so great with military tactics and I mean she just seems like it like a natural and I wonder if this really just is a result of her experience like mm. of oppression mm-hmm. or if she does have any kind of or like her parents were I don't think we've you know. seen the last of her. I yeah. don't think so either. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm excited to to keep following her. Uh, so then that leads us to the super kind of awesome, like, oh no moment with Wyatt and Jeremy coming in through the auction mm. and killing a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there are poor y- other soldiers who die and, mm-hmm. and the, the descri- destruction at the auction. Yeah. And yes, poor children oh. looking for his Yukiko. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, no. And we don't know. We do not know. Yeah. We didn't see your body. There was somebody on the ground that had a similar-ish dress. But I don't oh, think no. that was supposed to be her. Because if no. it was, I think they would have yeah. shown her face. Yeah. So, uh, Which he leads us to the resistance. They get back. There's, they've lost some. But not as many as they thought they could have lost. I mean, yeah. on the Wyatt side, they, pro- they lost more yeah. soldiers. But the BCR... Not really, all things yeah. considered. And it was this, it was interesting the dynamics between the two groups, mm-hmm. how it was. I mean, they were arguing over who sacrificed more, yeah. essentially. And oh, hey, yeah. like, why it's like, why don't you give me the guns? You offered them to me. <laughs> yeah. what, what's up with that? Well, yeah. We had to finish the job for you. And you're like, dude, come on. They lost people. They did what they had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which lead us into, yes, children, children in the car. And I was oh. like, oh, no. <laughs> well, see, I was like, the wrong car to yeah. get into, buddy. <laughs> I think that, yeah, what I was saying about Childen, I feel like, honestly, he might be one of the most human people in the show. Because, mm-hmm. really, I feel like he is loyal to everyone and no one. And Okay, yeah. To me, I think he really is, he's just trying to survive. And I yes. think the majority of us, I mean, obviously, we, we have these saviors like Juliana and Belle and these really big characters. But I would say the norm is not those guys, you know. No. It's going to mm-hmm. be the Childens that are literally going to do whatever it takes just so that they can make oh. it, you know. So I, that's why I love children because I'm like, he's a very human aspect of the he's show. He's a smart human of, no, yes. I am valuable to you. Do yes. not kill me. <clears throat> I have importance. Absolutely. Because uh, then they think like, okay, we're going to kill you. But he makes a very good point that I actually hadn't thought of either. Of mm-hmm. He says you're killing the wrong people. They're part of the withdrawal. Yes. And then, of course, the BCR's like, the what? Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> no! Because how yeah. would they know? How how would the people on the ground know about the royalty of what their planning is and the crown right. princess's decisions? And so, of course, yeah. children's like, 
I'm useful. Please, uh, can I speak to the group? I mean, I knew he was going to have a comeback, and I knew he was going to get out of it. I knew they weren't going to just kill him because he is very clever. Yes. Yes. He will always talk himself out of a situation. Very good word for him. Yeah. Skittish, but clever. And speaking is probably his most, um, his strongest skill. Yeah. 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 He's good at talking to people and eavesdropping. Yeah. Because as he said, he's like, yes, that is my job. I know information and everybody says something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they probably overlook him too. So that people yeah. probably say things around him that maybe don't think mm-hmm. he's of consequence. Yeah. But uh, nope. Turns out it's important. <laughs> Turns out. Uh, but good <laughs> thing he has met the crown princess because then he goes, I'll yes. write a letter to her and everything. And he says, no, he'll help the resistance. I, I wonder... If he would, I guess if he thinks the resistance and BCR is going to make a difference, he would join their side. Because it definitely seemed like he was joining the Japanese mm-hmm. side when that was part of his survival, which we have that reveal with Yanni, uh, Kiko. Kiko. Yuki. Um, yeah. Where he's um, like, you know, I was living like mm-hmm. eating rats and now I live comfortably mm-hmm. because of sucking up to the Japanese, essentially. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, well, if you guys are doing... He's, right. he's going to go with whatever side is doing with better. <laughs> that yeah, is true. Because we've seen it before, even with, like, little moments with uh, Frank and Ed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he... I think even that might have been the last season where they kind of put the banner mm-hmm. over, like, I don't know what tower it was mm-hmm. in San Francisco. But, you know, and he didn't want to, but then he kind of caved and just said, all right, well, I'll help mm-hmm. you out. So but he does have moments where I think he really... Wants to do his part and make a difference, but I really I think his survival kind of uh, trumps everything oh, yeah. at the end. So we'll see. Maybe we'll be surprised. I think that's it for what's in episode three. Was there anything else that stood out before we get into? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Uh, So we're going to do our predictions in a moment. We're going to do our special segment. Yes. Which, go ahead, Rachel. So we, first for our segment, it is the truth of the, the historical truth in Man in the High Castle. So uh, first I want to talk about the Gulf of Tonkin incident. This was mentioned when Thomas was telling um, Juliana that he was going to potentially enlist with some of his friends and go into the war, go into the Marines. Uh, And then he referenced the Gulf of Tonkin. In reality, this did happen. Gulf of Tonkin incident was essentially what got America involved in Vietnam. Um, So what he's referencing is a truthful thing. There were two Gulf of Tonkin incidents. Um, They were both in 64. First one was on August 2nd, and there was a second one on August 4th. There is some speculation about what actually happened, um, but allegedly uh, it was... It was basically that we were attacked by North Vietnamese warships. So I'm just going to leave it there. The rest is up for discussion. The other thing I want to mention is uh, Bell's poetry reading to the troops. As we mentioned, it's called, the poem's name is If We Must Die. It is by Claude McKay. Uh, Claude was a huge Harlem Renaissance um, writer. Uh, He was very, like, a huge, like, prominent figure in the literary movement. And he really pushed um, for racial equality. And essentially... Bell read the poem almost verbatim. There were some skipped things, but um, yeah, so that it's TV, was, they got to minimize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I mean, she was reading to the troops, so yeah. it's like what, right. the well, parts are important. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's what I've got. 
Oh, very yeah. cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Belle, was there any uh, specific news that stood out for this? Um, yeah, just a couple bits of news about um, a couple of the actors. They, uh, one is Jolda. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, sorry. We got our special oh. music. Oh, Such a transition okay. in our music. Sorry, I didn't give you enough time for there. Hold on. So, news. There it is. TV news. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. All right. So, yes, Jolda La Fuente, who plays um, Inspector Keto. Um, he's actually embarking on uncharted waters with his first solo show on stage. Ooh, and yay. yeah, which is exciting. It's a play called Hold These Truths. Um, it's actually currently playing in its final stop on a North American tour um, at the Colch Historic Theater in Vancouver. And what's kind of cool is this another this is another World War II oriented play. Um, yeah, basically it's about the life of a US Presidential Medal of Freedom honoree. His name is Gordon Hirabayashi. And it tells the story of one of three men who fought against the mass incarceration of Japanese Americans in the U.S. during World War II. And um, Joel has a quote that says it lends a, hope, a hopeful note to our own troubled political times. So kind of cool to see him play another World War II-oriented role. And not only him, but Brendan Brown, who plays uh, Robert Childen, also is playing a World War II role. Um, he is in the uh, movie called Midway that just came out. Oh, uh, yeah, have you movie, saw it? Yes, okay. it was amazing. Did I did. He was. Okay. Can I talk about oh, it? Absolutely. So, so he <laughs> was um, the guy who plays Robert Childan. He was basically the encryptor of the message oh, yes. and the reason why we knew that um, the Japanese were going to be in Midway. And it's this oh. huge thing where they don't know whether to trust him or not. He was in it, and then oh. um, I am not familiar. I forget the actor's name, but um, okay. the guy who plays, well, I'm going to look for that so I don't botch <laughs> it, but there was somebody else also from okay. Man in the High Castle oh, really? who was in it as well. Oh, that's yeah. cool. wow. I'm going to find his name. Our period okay. piece, alternate fiction go. and in real life fiction, <laughs> or real life stuff too. Yeah. Well, they can't get out of World War II, so those are, that's all I have great. for the news. No, that's though. great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so then we'll go into some predictions while Rachel's still looking that up. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Did you find it? I found it. Oh, so yeah. um, Joe Blake, it was the actor Luke oh. Kleintonk. Um, he was also in Midway as well. He played hey. one of the Americans um, that fighting. That's too funny. Yeah. Okay. So for predictions, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Um, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I don't think that Kiddo is going to have a good resolution. Yeah. I think that he's going to turn to the dark side. I think mm-hmm. that um, he's going to end up being a character that we really don't like um, mm. and he's going to kind of move more toward that side. Um, I This is kind of random since we're talking about the Joe Blake character. <laughs> I would still like to see him pop back up from he one could. of the yeah from one of the other dimensions. Yeah. Well, and also Me from a meta perspective, he's not like a ginormously famous actor that I'm like they could yeah. bring him back. Like he's great, but some of the other people yeah. I'm like they're probably right. not coming back. No. But uh, I would love to see his character back too as mm-hmm. another version yeah. or uh, someone who knows what's going on like can mm-hmm. travel as well or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. As we've seen, Ooh. characters start circling each other and connecting. So, yeah. Belle, did you have any specific ones that stood out to your predictions? Yeah, I think one person, um, I would say, if we're going to talk about Wyatt, um, I'm wondering, I feel like one of two things will happen with him. I feel like either, I think he may die in some big mm. resistance battle, um, or we just might not see him again. I'm not really sure if he's going to pop up anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like he's either going to go out kind of guns blazing or this might 
this might be the end. And then maybe it's just going to focus on the BCR for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one prediction that I have. <laughs> I think, yeah, why I feel yeah. why it's going to come back. Okay. I want to see more of the BCR because I feel we've only right. barely got introduced Touched to them the in season four. And we, we we don't know much about them or some of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's probably going out on a limb. I think Thomas is going to want to go to fight mm-hmm. and is going to die. Yeah. And our regular John is going to experience losing his son again. <laughs> oh, no. And that will make him go back to the Reich and try uh, to change things. I have another prediction that kind of goes along okay, those yes. lines. I think that Thomas might not die, okay. but that Thomas, this other version of Thomas, who has yeah. lived in this other world, who knew his father as being yeah. a different way, mm-hmm. Thomas just being Thomas is uh, going to get John Smith from the world that we have been introduced yeah. to. I think that he's going uh, to, to bring about the change of heart in John Ooh, Smith. Okay, and I, I think like it's that. all going to come down to him and that he's pretty much the one, like the golden person who mm-hmm. can, you know, fix his father. Because yeah. he was a good kid before he just mm-hmm. like Amy has been brainwashed to think right. something horrible yeah. and unfortunately mm-hmm. isn't that critical thinking stage yet mm-hmm. the way Jennifer is at that age like you literally like yeah. are not that critical thinker until you're a little bit older I mean, though there are some kids right. that are very inquisitive <laughs> and question it but I think a lot of kids okay sure you've told me this I'm only gonna go that thing but yeah. Jennifer is like wait no and also right. because she's seen what the other options are yeah so I do yeah. I, I like where you're going with that. I think Thomas will help change John, and I think because it's one of those like we all want to be so hopeful about like them changing. <laughs> yeah. So I think he'll change it, which yeah. would change something else. But then also maybe John in coming back to Helen will be mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, yeah. let's join forces and make right. subtle I, or big change. I kind of was hoping for big ones too. Me too. I'm hoping that we get this huge change of heart from him, and yeah, I really feel too. like. It makes sense because the Reich seems like they're going to be against John Smith now anyway. Ooh, yeah. So oh, he yeah. might as well. Dangerous There's territory. No reason to like... The warnings there. <laughs> and I think Keto's yeah. something's going to change with him. and Because we've already seen him mm-hmm. upset with the general lying to him. Yeah. And he's like lying to his face. And now yeah. when he gets confirmation of that, I think that's when he'll maybe shift. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can necessarily go against the Empire, but maybe mm-hmm. he might team up more with the princess yeah. And then want to go in a different direction to still be. I think mm-hmm. he can't get rid of his loyalty to the Empire, yeah. but it might shift in how he right. expresses that. And I do wonder, like, if he does think peace is the answer, because I, even though I think he would side more with the princess, I still think, I don't know, because I, even with Tagomi, I felt like he wasn't totally in his kind of philosophy and way of, way of thinking about kind of approaching everything peacefully. So I do wonder if maybe he'll kind of side more with her, but still kind of keep some of his violent tendencies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'll be a interesting plot, too. We shall see. <laughs> All right, so that does it for our episode three breakdown. Check out our episode four, which will be coming very soon. And uh, where can people find you online, Rachel? I am Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman. All right. And I am Belle Blankenship. You can find me on Instagram at Bebenship. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Which is in a few minutes. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for 
all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.